Hi, it's me, and today is, this is episode 18, and as per request, uh, today, I feel like I'm going to keep with the, the, the theme of Suicide Prevention Month and talking about mental health stuff, and um, I'm currently in the process of trying to schedule a bunch of interviews with a bunch of people hopefully those will happen but until then you're just gonna get me and I hope I hope that's good enough but last episode was uh was pretty deep I had um Lisa Montgomery on she goes by Phoenix I think it's Phoenix underscore rising on um TikTok and we were introduced by Kelly love you uh, you're wonderful. And Kelly told me her story and I had her on and Lisa told her story about how her brother committed suicide and her attempts and just kind of just, we kind of just shot the shit really. Uh, but you know, we stayed on topic. So if you're new here, consider watching that video because I feel as though a lot of people uh, got something out of that. I definitely got something out of it talking to Lisa. So, um, you know, I want to I want to continue with the, with the theme of Suicide Prevention Month and depression and anxiety. And I feel as though I can actually do a solo podcast on it because I'm well versed in in that. So, um a lot of people I've been noticing in the comments and stuff like that have been talking about therapy and I feel like therapy ties in obviously with all of this stuff um mental mental health uh professionals sometimes are our saving grace I know for me personally that's where I'm at right now uh therapy has helped so much I've been in therapy basically all my life on and off um But more recently, I've been in therapy for a couple of years now, and I've learned a lot about myself. You know, just when you think you know who you are, it's almost like a therapist can bring out a good therapist. Let me preface by saying a very good therapist can can bring out certain things about yourself that you never knew um, existed, the whys of why you do certain things you know what I mean a lot of the times we are the way we are and we never question why we are the way we are and sometimes therapy helps us to realize oh shit that happened when I was a kid and that really affected me to the point that now I'm I'm an adult and I act xyz you know what I mean um so yeah for me therapy has therapy has done that uh but I, I I feel like I want to kind of go go into my horror stories with therapy because I know that not only do people get turned off by therapy because of the stigma uh, surrounding it and just the stigma surrounding mental health issues in general, um, but people get turned off because not every therapist is qualified um and not every therapist is a good fit for every single person it's not one size fits all at at all and my story in finding a therapy a therapist um in my recent like you know in the last few years has been nothing short of fucking ridiculous so i'm gonna start there um when I was, you guys know, if you don't know, if you're new here, um, I'll give you the gist. A couple of years ago, I was going through a really weird breakup slash being with somebody who had, you know, some narcissistic controlling tendencies and it was hard and I fell into a really bad depression about it and, um, well, it was basically debilitating And with that came the anxiety and the panic attacks. And um, I I basically 
got to the point where I wasn't leaving my house. I couldn't without having a panic attack. So I, I almost became like an agoraphobic, right? So obviously I, I came out of work. I was working a job that I hated, making really good money. Um, but I decided to come out on a leave of absence to try and just get back to myself. And, and in doing that, I decided one of the routes that I would take would obviously be seeking a mental health professional for therapy, um, talk therapy, you know. So I went obviously through my insurance. I found a place, a counseling center uh, near me that uh, provided obviously what I needed. So I found the therapist, the first therapist that they named that was available as soon as possible, as soon as my availability, like, you know, that matched my availability. I went and I spoke to her, you know, I went, I think I went for like maybe eight sessions with her and, um, she wasn't my favorite, you know, uh, I was out on a leave of absence trying to figure out how I was going to be functional again. And she tried to push, um, medication down my throat. And for me, I, I've struggled with depression my entire life. I've had my bouts, ups and downs, you know. I've never needed medication, me personally. Not everybody is like this. There are people who could benefit from medication. But the, in my personal humble opinion as a non-professional, we give medication to too many people. Too, we, give, we give antidepressants to too many people that don't need it that all they need to do is just put in a little bit of work um, with a therapist because therapy is work. It's work for you. You know, you can't just go to a therapist and expect to be healed. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. You know, whatever your therapist is telling you to do, journal, uh, fucking write five affirmations every single day, you got to do it, right? I was willing to do it. I know myself. I know I don't need medication, didn't need medication. Um as tempting as it was, I, I knew that that wasn't the route that I wanted to take. And all this woman kept doing was was pushing medication down my throat. This is my first therapist, right? Like in years of not going, this is the first therapist back. She's pushing medication down my throat. And I'm, I finally, she was pushing it so much that I finally got to the point where I was lying, telling her that I was taking medication just to get her to shut the fuck up and actually like, do something else other than push medication. I feel as though the first therapist was very lazy. Um, we would, and I don't know about her. I don't know what she, if she suffers from anything, but when I was sitting there and I would talk to her, uh, it seemed as though she was, she would not off. I'm not even, I can't even fucking lie to you. I can't even make this shit up. Her eyes would like close and then open, you know, um, if you're watching me on video, like literally this is what she would do, you know? And I, in my head, I'm like, does she just blink slowly or well, like, what the fuck is going on? Me being the person that I am, I gave her the benefit of the doubt and I continued to see her. Right. And now my, my shit was get me to a point, help me, give me the tools and the resources that I need so that I can be a functioning human being in society again. Because I don't want to be on a leave of absence. I want to be able to tolerate my job mentally. I want to be able to have the tools necessary to deal with the anxiety that comes with working at my job and dealing with this breakup and everything that, that's fucking crumbling down around me, right? Give me the tools. And all this woman, and, and, and to me, it's just logic. I'm coming to you with an issue you're a professional so you're supposed to help me solve this issue or not maybe not hold my hand but like guide me you know be a guide I'm telling you my issue is x and you're telling me and y is the solution right we have to get to x plus what equals y the what is the steps we're going to take to get to the solution and I hope y'all are following me because this is how my brain works right so I'm going to her telling her X is my issue and she's saying okay well then you just gotta you gotta get to Y if you're saying 2 plus what equals 4 and you're trying to figure out the what the steps like 2 plus what 
equals four. Somebody's saying, well, you got to get to four. And I'm saying, yeah, I want to get to four. That's the solution. What's what's the second part of the equation that's going to get us there? She wasn't giving that to me. I hope I hope this makes some sort of sense. She wasn't. My issue was I'm out of work. I need some I need some steps, uh, some some um, uh, tools to like, you know, breathing exercises, maybe to get me to the point that I'm not having an anxiety attack every morning, panic attack before work so that I can solution go back to work and her solution and her and her um her answer was well you just got to go back to work if it were that easy I wouldn't be here talking to you 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 have to give me something more to go on you know if, if I'm coming to you and saying I'm out of work right now um Every time I drive up to my job and I look at the building, I'm having a fucking panic attack crying and it's getting worse by the day. What can I do to um, to, to make this better so that it, I can at least tolerate the job? And her answer is, well, I go back to work. Bitch, the fuck? So after a couple of sessions of just the redundancy and her her just saying I need to be on medication when I can I, I insisted that I did not want to be on medication after realizing holy shit if I have to lie to this fucking woman she's obviously not a good therapist I was shopping around it's like a car finding a therapist finding a good therapist that fits you is like shopping around for actually shopping around for a house shopping around for a car is easy Every time I've shopped around for a car, the first dealership I've gone to, I've gotten the deal that I wanted and gotten the car that I wanted, right? So you got to shop. It's like shopping around for a, a fucking house, getting a, th- a good therapist, okay? And this can be a very discouraging for many fucking people out there, especially people who have no experience with seeking a therapist if this is the very first time that you're out trying to find a mental health professional i can promise you this your your first mental health professional most likely won't be the one that you stick with i mean if you do if it ends up happening that way you're very lucky and a lot of the times this is what discourages people people are like say say this this you know yada yada you can't get discouraged so anyway I, after this fucking whatever the fuck she is, Sleepy McSleepington, after she, I realized she was doing nothing for me, right? All I was doing for her was paying a copay every time I went, $25 copay, uh, that was literally doing nothing. Um, when I realized it was taking more from me than it was giving, I decided to shop around. I found another therapist a little closer, um, and I decided to try her. She took my insurance. I went to her. Another older woman. This one was even fucking worse than than uh, Sleepy McSleepington. So I go, I see her, I tell her my issues. You know, I start all over again. I tell her what my, my issues are, exactly what's going on in my life. Um, and at first, the f- very first session I had with her, I was like, wow, okay, I had a good feeling. I was like... I really, okay, yeah, this is, she got got a good feeling about this. This is going to be good, you know. Second session, I'm sitting with her, you know, and um, talking about, I think I went to maybe four sessions with this fucking old bat, and um, maybe five. I'm sitting with her, and I'm telling her about how I'm on disability and how, um, actually, no, this might have been the third or fourth session. My last session with her, um, was when this happened or maybe the second to last, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm sitting with her telling her that I feel as though because I'm on disability for this mental health issues that these mental health issues that I'm having, I feel as though my mother specifically, but my family just doesn't respect me and they don't, um, respect my time because because they don't understand because mental health issues you can't measure them um like I could measure 
some sort of viral infection with a blood test and we can see on a on you know like on a tangible level that I'm sick if I were to get sick with even the common cold you can see it you can see the snot coming out of my nose you can hear the congestion you know what I mean when it comes to mental health issues there's you just have to take somebody at their word and that's very fucking hard to do I mean Obviously, there are mental health issues that you can measure with a brain scan and you can see the differences in the brain um, anatomy and, and whatever. But when it comes to depression and it comes to anxiety and things like that, um, it's not so, it's not something that's 100 percent measurable. So it's hard. It's hard to to um, to really sit there and like believe somebody, you know. So I went to my therapist and I said to her, I was like, I feel as though I'm not being respected at home. I feel as though people are looking down at, at me because of the position that I'm in right now, because I'm in a weak spot. And, I, and, and, and it makes me feel like shit. And this therapist looked at me and said, well, why should they respect you? You're on disability. I swear, I literally could not fucking make this up if I tried um looked at me and said well why why would they why would they respect you you're you're not working right now what are you out of your fucking mind so like I was completely and utterly flabbergasted by that the response um the lack of compassion in the response as a mental health professional and um because I feel like any, even a non-professional, if I went to a friend and said something like that to them, they would never come back at me and no friend would ever say that. You know what I mean? So I was like, how could you, everybody deserves respect no matter what fucking position they are in their life right now, especially if they're in a low point in their life. Those are the people who deserve the most respect because they need that. You know what I mean? Not, not to say that if you're in a, higher position of you know what what seems like a higher position of power or whatever that you don't deserve respect we all deserve respect if we're giving it we deserve it works both ways but if you're in a at a low point in life and you're not doing anything to harm anybody else and all you're doing is showing respect to other people and your loved ones that's the time that you need the most respect in life at least in my fucking opinion so to have her say this to me, I was like, what the fuck, you ruthless bitch. So anyway, the session continued, and um, I was talking about being on disability and how, you know, I still wasn't any better, and this was months into my my short-term disability, and I was like, I'm going to apply for long-term disability because, you know, I'm not getting any better. I, 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 like, I tried going, at this point, I had tried going back to work. I went back for three days and the panic at attacks and the, um, the anxiety attacks just, like, started flaring up again and, and it became debilitating again. So I took myself back out of work at this point, right? Um, and she looked at me in the same exact session, mind you, looks at me and she goes, um, are you sure you're not milking this in order to, you know, stay out of work? Now, at this point, she had done nothing, nothing. Again, same as the other woman. She had done nothing to to fucking help um, uh, give me some tools like, okay, I was getting I was getting advice from other people who were going through the same shit, family members of mine who, uh, were also going through the same exact thing that I was going through, literally, and they were going to a psychiatrist. Um, and which, if you don't know, I don't know, you know, for anybody who doesn't know out there, a psychiatrist is a medical doctor who can prescribe medications. Um, obviously, they're they're um, uh, their focus is mental health. Um, and and they I think they can do talk therapy, but a psychiatrist is a medical doctor and a psychologist is 
most of the times, yeah, it's it actually all the time, somebody with a PhD who can't prescribe medication but does, you know, either like clinical or counseling, something like that. You can be a clinical psychologist or a counseling psychologist just to just so that everybody's aware, you know. Um, if you don't want medication and you want talk therapy, then a psychologist or a therapist, a, a licensed social worker is probably the way to go um, because they have nothing to do with medication. If you feel as though you want, this is just a side note to kind of educate. If you feel as though you want to kind of look into medication um, because other avenues aren't working, a psychiatrist might might be the way to go. A psychiatrist is like going to a doctor. You sit with them for 15 minutes. They ask you how you're doing, yada, yada, yada. You know, they kind of check in mentally and then they write you a script. If you want talk therapy, a psychologist or a social worker, therapist is the way to go, just so that we're all aware. Anyway, where the fuck was I? I don't even remember where I was. I just wanted to, I wanted to educate, um, a little bit for anybody who's inquiring about this and this is your first time inquiring um so yeah so she to basically told me I was milking whatever the fuck without giving me any tools again no tools no nothing to go home with and like okay this is your homework I want you to journal your feelings and um read it back and and let me know you know she never you know when I talk to my therapist now we'll get to my therapist now okay um but when I talk to my therapist now the one that I have now who is a fucking gem in life right I could not be happier with her when I talk to her she doesn't tell me how I'm feeling doesn't tell me how I'm supposed to be feeling she makes suggestions to kind of guide me in in a way that makes me realize things that I have I didn't necessarily realize before that's a good fucking therapist she's a I, I couldn't say anything bad about her li literally right so anyway so after this another old hag didn't work out I was like I need I need a new therapist again this is fucking ridiculous I need to go find another therapist so I was on the hunt again for a new therapist um if you have any friends out there, my suggestion, because the first two therapists that were nightmares and the second one ended up being an absolute fucking condescending, excuse my French, twat bag of a human being for some financial issues that she, and she ended up sending me a letter after I stopped seeing her, um, basically accusing me of lying because she had told me that I didn't have a copay. She told me, as the mental health professional, the one who calls the insurance company, she told me I didn't have a copay. I believed her. Fine, I, I don't have a copay. That's weird, but you're telling me you checked in with the insurance company and I don't have a copay? I'm not going to question you. You're the professional. You should be doing your due diligence. It's not my fucking job to question you. She told me I didn't have a copay after I stopped seeing her. She sent me a letter basically telling me I knew that I had a copay, but just never said it to her. And I allowed her to think that I didn't have a copay. Oh, fuck. So, so after I stopped seeing her, she started accusing me of all this shit, being a liar. We ended up going back and forth, having words. I'm not going to give the whole story. Um, but I ended up sending her a letter back saying cease and fucking desist because she sent me two letters um, being very defamatory, uh, and unprofessional, stupid bitch. And I sent her a letter back and I said, cease and desist because you're being defamatory. And because I'm a person of my word, um, and I said that I would pay you, I'm going to pay you $5 a month, um, until the 165 bucks that you say I owe you is paid off. Okay. So it'll take you however many years to get your 160 bucks that was me being after how she had treated me that was me obviously being petty but um she's paid off now uh and and even you know if uh, one month one of the months that this is this fucking dumb bitch of a therapist one of the months i would pay her on the first of every month i forgot and it was the seventh and she texted me and um reminded me and I was like I'm so sorry you know like I'll get it in the mail and she goes 
questioning my method of payment now. She's telling me, um, you know, I don't understand why you're sending it in, a, in you know, um, while you're sending the, the $5. I would write her a $5 check every month. Um, I don't know why you're sending it um, in the mail. You're wasting money on stamps. Like, basically telling me how to pay her. Like, saying I should be paying more a month. Fuck you. As long as I'm paying, you can't take me to collections, you dumb whore. What are you going to do? Take me to fucking collections for 160 bucks get the fuck out of here ride a dick you know what i'm saying so excuse my french i'm sorry but like are you are you you're a mental health professional dealing with somebody who you know was coming to you for depression and anxiety who was out of work at the time and you're gonna press them like that for fucking 160 dollars as a therapist living in a very prominent prestigious area of long island shove that shit right up your fucking ass if that's how you're going to treat treat human beings you should have your license taken away you dumb whore so i um texted her back i had to block her number i had to block this dumb bitch's number because she was basically being like she was harassing me she's like you're wasting more money on stamps doing it this way and i said how i choose to pay you is none of your fucking business i didn't curse how i choose to pay you is none of your business i'm gonna pay you the way that i want to pay you and i don't know what to tell you oh you don't have to be rude about it i said you didn't have to send me two letters uh uh telling me i'm a liar and this and that but you did that i was like have a good day your check is in the mail peace out and I blocked her and I never dealt with her again and I sent her a five dollar check whenever I wanted because what are you gonna do you're not gonna send me to collections for 160 bucks really you're gonna pay a lawyer to uh, or whatever you're gonna take me to small claims court for that fuck off so that was that nightmare she was probably the worst like if I saw her in the street tomorrow I'd probably stick my foot out and trip her or something because she's just a horrible human being not only are you a horrible mental health professional and don't know how to do your job and should retire but you're a horrible human being and you have no compassion or um empathy for anybody clearly and you are in the wrong profession you're in the wrong profession. You should be in the insurance profession if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be a ruthless twat, you should probably be in like the car salesman. Sorry to all of my car salesman people out there. You know, you got to be ruthless. N- nothing against y'all. But um, you shouldn't You shouldn't be in a profession where you're required to be compassionate and empath- empathetic. Like, not your profession, lady. I don't know what to tell you. So... My advice to you is if you are a first-time mental health professional seeker, if you're in the market for a mental health professional, um, my advice to you is A, don't give up after the first uh, conundrum because I can promise you it won't be the last conundrum. And B, try and get a recommendation from a friend, from somebody that you trust and know, somebody who knows you. Okay, um, don't just talk to Joe Schmo on the streets like, you know, you, you ran, run into Nancy at the fucking um, uh, at, at best market and there you are. And she's like, oh, you're in the market. Like she has no idea who the fuck you are and you have no idea who the fuck she is. Y'all just went to high school together 20 years ago. Don't get your recommendation from her. Get a recommendation from somebody who is close to you, somebody who knows you intimately on an intimate level. Okay, that's my advice to anybody seeking a therapist for the first time or just in general. Get a recommendation from somebody you trust. Okay, so needless to say, those two train wrecks were what they were. And I got finally I got a recommendation from a good friend um, who was going to this man um, herself and she was going to him and she's like, I love him. He's great. He's good looking. I was like, I don't care. I'm gay. She was like, I know, but I'm not. And he's really good looking. So whatever. He's awesome. We shoot the shit. He's not judgmental. I'm like, cool. Great. He took my insurance. It was wonderful. I started going to him. He was good. He was very good. He um, listened. He um, didn't judge. He wasn't uh, He wasn't a pretentious prick. Um it was like talking to a friend, you know? He didn't necessarily give me... He still didn't necessarily give me what I wanted. 
And what I wanted was just tools on how to um, better deal and maintain, not maintain, how to better live with the anxiety. Hold on one second, my fucking camera. So he he was dope and I went to him for months. I went to him and um everything was wonderful and then the only reason why I stopped going to to the, the this one is because my insurance with my job uh was done. You know, being on disability it only lasts up to a certain point. And at this point I had known that this job just, no matter how good the money was, and the money was fucking great, um, the job just wasn't conducive to my mental health. It just wasn't something I wanted to go back doing. And so I made the executive decision to double down on school and double down on my dreams and whatever it was at the time that I wanted to do. And I allowed the... Um, uh, disability to basically wear off and when my job contacted me and they were like are you coming back I basically was like no and they and they actually ended up firing me um, like letting me go because because of whatever you know because I told them I wasn't going to come back but I kind of left it in their in you know I left the ball in their court uh and so they they let me go. They fired me. And um, so once that happened, I obviously didn't have that insurance anymore. And he didn't take, like, Medicaid or anything like that. So I had to stop going to him. And um, I quickly found another one of my best, very best friends, um was going to another therapist uh, that was very close by. And when I told her, you know, she was on Medicaid and I had just applied for Medicaid and I, like, got it, got approved and everything. And um, she was like, I have a really great therapist. She takes our insurance and um, she's amazing. Here's her number. And I was skeptical because, to be honest, after the first two women... My therapist as an adolescent going up to like 18, 19 years old was a male. Um, those were the only two female therapists that I had ever experienced. And um, I, think I, I, I think I had one in the past before finding the male as my adolescent therapist. And um, she was creepy and whatever so every female therapist that I've ever tried out just never worked so in my head I'm like maybe I just feel more comfortable with men maybe uh, men are just more laid back I don't know what it is but I've I've never had a female ther therapist so when she told me about this therapist that who now is my current therapist I was skeptical I was like ah, oh, fucking female all right whatever and when I reached out to her um she was very sweet, but I was still like, mm, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens when I get there. And I've been going to her for two years now. And she's honestly the best therapist that I've ever had. Out of every single therapist that I've ever dealt with um, and stuck with, I think I've only stuck with one really in my entire life. She is the best therapist. I could not, she's a fucking gem. I couldn't, you know, when, when things happen in life, um, that are off schedule, I only go to her every other week. So when things happen in my life that are off schedule and it's, it's a week that I'm not going to see her, I could easily text her and just be like, hey, are you available for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes? I, I need to talk to you. And like that, she'll, you know, if you're in trouble. She's just a compassionate 
like she doesn't she calls you out on your shit you know constantly calling me out on my shit because for a while I was like oh maybe is it me like maybe I'm looking for a yes man she's not a yes man I wasn't looking for a yes man I was just looking for a good therapist um one that was going to um softly call me out on my shit in a in a professional empathetic way but still a way that is effective that's what she does she um gives me like the homework okay what I want you to do this this is what I want you to do this week I want you to go make sure you're journaling make sure you're doing this make sure you're doing that you know check in with yourself it's just I've learned more about myself in the last two years of being in therapy with her um realizing it's okay to be a certain way because of childhood traumas realizing that things that we that we shouldn't be dumbing down things that happened to us as kids just this therapist that I have right now I could not be happier with um and I would not have gotten to to finding her had I not gone through the two train wrecks and one awesome therapist you know so the moral of the story and what I'm trying to say to anybody out there who's looking for a therapist anybody out there who is thinking of going to therapy for the first time first of all if you're in the area if you're in my area uh hit me up because I'll give you my therapist because she's fucking awesome um secondly don't the advice that I would give to you is don't get discouraged when the first or second or sometimes even third one doesn't work out for whatever reason whether it's an insurance issue or they fucking suck or they move offices getting discouraged and I know it can be hard especially when you're depressed you just feel as though the world is against you you know I get it but like you like you should be doing with with your depression in general holding on finding the strength to get through it and fight through it you have to do the same thing when it comes to finding a good therapist you got to hold on you got to keep telling yourself you're fucking your house shopping you're not going to find your dream house the very first one you walk into very rarely does that happen if it does, you're very lucky, and I hope that happens for anybody out there looking for a therapist. Um, I hope that happens for you, but if it doesn't, don't get discouraged. Keep trying. Don't give up. Keep trying. Even if you got to go through five different fucking therapists to get to the one that you want, you will eventually get to the one that you want, and the help that a good therapist can give to you is priceless. There, There is no comparison so so it's worth going through the you know kissing the toads you know what I mean when you gotta you gotta kiss the toads to get to the prince and once you get to the prince all those toads that you kissed before the prince were fucking worth it because here you are happy it's the same thing with a therapist same fucking concept with a therapist I promise you that um we're people at the end of the day therapists are people at the end of the day and what's gonna fit for one person isn't gonna fit for another that's why I say get your recommendation from somebody that knows you intimately um uh somebody who knows what you're seeking kind of you know what I mean that that would be my that would be my my recommendation um, and also get, get it out of your head that having a therapist is, it means that we all need to be in therapy, all of us. There's not one person out there that sh- would not benefit from therapy. Nobody's fucking perfect. We all could learn more about ourselves. We all could go more within. We all could learn how to express better and communicate better with one another. There should never be a stigma to, to to seeking a therapist or having a therapist. The same way there's no stigma about going to the gym and getting your body fit should be the same way that there shouldn't be a stigma about going to a therapist and getting your mental fit. You know what I mean? Um, it's a form of self-care. It's a form of self-progression. 
and there should never ever be a stigma about it that's why when you talk to me or you're watching me i'm a fucking open book i go on live streams i'm constantly talking about my therapy i'm proud to be in therapy because it means that i have looked at my issues and instead of like 95 percent of the fucking population instead of saying that's not my issue it's that person's issue it's this person's issue it's oh it's because of this instead of doing that i saw my issues and said whoa I could probably learn and grow from these issues and I could probably use some help with these issues. It, it, it means that if you are if you are thinking about going to therapy, right, um, or you're in therapy, that only tells me that you have taken accountability for your own issues and you know well enough that your issues can be worked on and that they need work. And that, to me, is more respectable than somebody who has all of these issues but is refusing to own up to them and own them and um, seek help for them. You know what I mean? It's like it's like an alcoholic. Uh, the first step is admitting you're a fucking you have a fucking problem, and then you go and seek help for it. An alcoholic who's in denial is never getting help. I don't respect that. You know what I'm saying? You're in denial. So it's the same thing with therapy. If you're in denial about your mental health issues, you're in denial about your communication issues or your inability to fucking open up to people or your control issues or your codependency issues, if you're in denial about that, you're never going to seek a therapist. You're never going to think that a therapist can help you. So if you're seeking, if you're in the process of seeking a therapist, and I'm, and I'm speaking so passionately about this because I really genuinely am. If you're in the process of seeking a therapist, you will, you have hit the first step. You have surpassed the first step, which is admitting that A, you're not perfect, you're not infallible, and, um, that you have some sort of issue that could use some work. Whether it's a severe issue or a mild issue that you just want to improve on your own, you are taking the steps to improving yourself. And there is nothing ever in the history of ever, there is nothing fucking wrong with that. There is never, ever a problem with with looking at yourself and seeing the issues and um, knowing that they can be worked on and working on them. The issue is... A, when you're in denial of the issues, when you're in denial of what you do wrong and what you do that affects other people, that is a huge issue. And the second issue is when you see your issues and beat yourself up over them. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be seeing everybody has their own issues. For me, my issue is avoidance. I am extremely avoidant. Um, I let people walk all over me. I um, allow people to dictate my life, I, I oftentimes put myself in the shadows of other people's lives because I want to prop other people up because I'm avoidant. That's my issue. I will go out of my way to fucking avoid confrontation, avoid whatever. You know what I mean? And I've learned why I do that. Um, I do that because I was abused um, mentally and and sometimes physically by my stepmother who was an out is an alcoholic and my I didn't have any protection so my means of defense was to curl up in a corner as a self uh, helpless kid um curl up in a corner and cry uh and shut everything out so now as a 31 year old adult whenever there's any sort of confrontation put in front of me I will literally pivot and do whatever the fuck I gotta do to get away from it okay and the only reason why I'm saying this right now is to is to show you the listener the the watcher whoever's whoever's here right now right that it's okay to admit what our issues are we all fucking have issues y'all watch me on tiktok y'all love me to death and I love you guys to death and Y'all prop me up on this fucking pedestal and, and, and think, you know, that, that we as people, me, uh, or any, think of any of your favorite fucking TikTokers, Scott D. Henry, any one of them, any single person that you could ever look up to, whether it's TikTok or social media or whatever, you guys look up to us and think that we are these, 
um, perfect specimens of human beings. We're not. We're fucked up. We're just as fucked up as you are. Okay? I am just as fucked up as you are. I promise. I have abandonment issues. I have, uh, uh, you know, body dysmorphia, sometimes gender dysphoria. I have, um, um, severe insecurities, codependency issues. The list goes on and on. You know what I mean? Um, self-sabotage issues. I, I just can't stress to you enough that it is okay to not be okay. And it's okay to not be perfect. Nobody is perfect. Nobody. Tori Franco, the person that you see before you right now, is so far from fucking perfect. I promise. I promise you that, okay? And it's okay to admit your flaws. It's okay to admit that you don't have all the answers because nobody fucking does. Not even a therapist has all the answers. They can guide you to the best of their abilities. Um, you have to be open to accepting that guidance, but, but they are not end all be all either. Even the good ones, even the good ones get it wrong. So just remember that it is okay to be in therapy. You sh you should be in therapy. We all could benefit from therapy. Okay. Um, that's it. That is literally all I want to say. Um, I've been rambling. I told you my story. I, I want to tell my, I wanted to tell my story of how I got to the therapist that I have right now to show you guys that it's not one size fits all. And it is a fucking process. It is a process, sometimes a painful one, especially when you're going through shit and you have a therapist that is a twat, twazzle. Yeah, it's mentally fucking draining at times. Do not give up because I don't know where I would be without the therapist that I have right now. I really don't. Especially, like, I'm so happy that I had her in the in the moment when um, I hit rock bottom again. You know, when rock bottom hit, she was she was the first person that I called in a, in a fit of of emotions and anger and upset when when things when shit hit the fan with my ex girlfriend. And I needed somebody and I was going off the fucking rails on a crazy train. My therapist was right there. And I had her as a tool, as a person, as a go-to, whatever it is. So please, please, especially this month, you know, this, this important month that we recognize that suicide prevention and um, mental health issues and mental health awareness need to be on the forefront of, of our conversations with, with, with people, um, please do not, do not get discouraged. Uh, if the first, second, or third therapist that you go to is not your person, you will find your person. You will find the right fit for you. Do not give up. Do not give up please um listen to my voice put this in your headphones put these on your airpods whatever the fuck put me on alexa play it over and over and over again i can't stress it enough don't give up your your fight to find a good therapist because he or she is out there and don't give up your fight against depression listen to yourself don't listen to the fucking voices in your head uh the intruding thoughts but listen to your your um your soul your gut because that's going to guide you in the right direction you know if your soul your gut whatever it is your intuition is telling you not to take medication don't you know, you know your body, you know yourself. Um, if a mental health professional is coming to you and saying, you really, really need to be on it, it is like dire need, you're in trouble, listen, <laughs> you know. But again, we need to be listening to our 
there's so much I can say. You know, there's so many little different facets of this conversation that I could be talking about. And let me just briefly say before I fucking go that um, you should not be getting a prescription for antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication from your primary care physician. Your primary care physician is not a mental health physician. You should only be getting antidepressants and um, anti-anxiety medication from a mental health professional, psychiatrist. If you are in the market for that and you really have, you really feel as though you would benefit from uh, from antidepressants, seek a psychiatrist. Don't go to your primary care physician. They're not doing a mental health assessment on you. I went to a I went to a I went to my primary care physician after a breakup ten years ago, and I was crying, as you do after a breakup two days after a breakup, and I had pop blood vessels under my eyes from crying. And he asked me what was up, and I said, "Oh, you know, I'm just sad from my breakup." And without question, this man was prescribing me an antidepressant. Not once did I say I was depressed. I was just sad. I would I I knew I was going to get through it. He prescribed me a, a, a an antidepressant quicker than I could even say, "Yes, I've been crying." And I started taking it. And it was not good for my body. I was getting tremors. I was not, you know, I was just not sleeping. It was just um not okay. It actually made things worse uh for me. So, do not do not be getting your prescriptions for antidepressants from a primary care physician. They, they, they are, yes, they are the primary care physician. But for something like mental health, you need to go seek a psychiatrist. Please just listen. Just please, please, for the love of Jesus, please. And understand that doctors are humans too, Okay. And also, if you are on antidepressants or you're being prescribed antidepressants, a lot of the times what needs to happen with antidepressants is you need to be, like, monitored, you know? Um, And remember, it is your job, right? It's not just the mental health professional's um, um, job or even the doctor, the primary care physician's job. It is your job to... Be responsible for yourself as well. So if you are being prescribed an antidepressant, remember it is not for life and should never be for life. Antidepressants were not made to, for, for, I mean, again, unless, um, unless you're like bipolar or something like that. If you're depressed and you need antidepressants to kind of give you that like extra oomph to get out of the rut, um, it's not a lifelong thing. You have to be responsible for that. You have to be responsible for yourself and continue to remind your mental health uh, professional or your doctor that you want to be weaned off. Don't ever just stop taking antidepressants. Do not fucking do that. If you are on them for a couple of months and you're feeling good and you want to see what it's, what it, you know, how you'd feel off of them, go to your doctor, whoever prescribed them, and let them know. But also know before taking antidepressants that you should not be on antidepressants for years upon years upon years. It is not fucking good. I've seen it firsthand with my sister. My sister was put on antidepressants by a primary care physician and she was supposed to be monitored for a couple of months so that after a couple of months she was weaned off of them and she ended up being on antidepressants for almost 10 fucking years and even now to this day still feels that she's not on them anymore but even now to this day she still feels like the remnants of the effects of it you know what I mean? She still gets into these 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 um depressions because 
when you're on antidepressants for a very long time, your brain becomes dependent on the antidepressants. And so when you come off, um, especially if you come off abrupt, don't, don't ever come off abruptly. Don't just don't fucking do it. But when you do come off, um, after being on them for a very long time, your brain has to kind of learn how to be without antidepressants. So the tip, the, 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 the advice that I would give, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a professional, but I just know this to be true. And a lot of the times, unfortunately, doctors won't tell us this. A, because they're doctors and they have other patients. You're not their only fucking patient. B, because it's beneficial to them. They're making money every time they prescribe you something. C, um, um, it's your fucking job. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not, um, uh, we need to be self-sufficient as well when it comes to our health. You know what I mean? The same way you take the initiative to go to the gym or take the initiative to have the salad instead of the burger, you need to be taking the initiative to learn, get your education. Before you start taking any fucking medication, get an education on it. Don't just listen to anybody. You know what I mean? Don't even just listen to me. Do your fucking research first, okay? Um, and be be responsible for yourself and know that you should never be on antidepressants for longer if if again this is only if you're not like bipolar or schizophrenic or one of those biologically um um effective diseases you know what i mean if you are depressed um um and and you're seeking medication you should be trying to actively um eventually be weaned off of them that's that's all i want to say i just need somebody out there to know that uh again do your research there are plenty of books on the subject um i've actually i forget his name johan johan hari or something like that he has books about antidepressants i'll leave a link in the show notes um and the description if you're watching on YouTube, um, to, to his book on, on antidepressants. And, uh, he, he did a podcast on Joe Rogan. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about statistics regarding antidepressants and things like that. So I'll leave all of that in the description below. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all I want to say. Just remember, uh, it's not, a straight line. Um, the road to, when it comes to depression and anxiety, the road to healing is far from straight. It's far from straightforward. Do not get discouraged. Okay? Do not. I've been through it. I'll probably, I mean, hopefully not, but I'll probably go through it again at some point in life. I'm praying it doesn't happen, but if, if it does, it's not going to be as bad as it's been because I have the tools because I went to therapy and I now have the tools that I need. Okay. So it's not a bad thing. You will be okay. Things will be okay. I promise you that. Um, and again, do not, and, 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 and this is the last thing I will say before I leave. If you're watching and you need help, don't go to social media influencers and DM them and beg them for help. The chances of them seeing your DM in a timely fashion are slim to none, and not to mention they are not professionals. I get so many DMs daily, and I'm here to talk. I'm here. I'm here to be to be em empathetic and compassionate. Y'all know me. I wish I could hug every single person that reaches out to me. I wish I could help every single person that reaches out to me. But at the end of the day, I am me. I am not a mental health professional. I am not by any means the person you should be running to if you are in a crisis situation mentally. You need to seek a mental health professional. Me, Rhea, Amber, we are here to empower you. We are here to lift you up. We are not here to... um what's the word I'm looking for I don't want to say save you um we're not here to uh be your th your therapist um because we are not therapists 
You know what I mean? We're just regular human beings out here trying to spread some positivity and love. So if you are in a crisis situation or you are needing somebody to talk to, um, I'm not saying I'm, I won't, obviously, I'm not saying I won't be there to talk to you or be there to be your friend. Of course, I will. I will listen. I will talk. I will give you my utmost um, attention at that moment. But, but I can't see every message that comes to me and I am not a professional. So if you, if you are in, in, in any type of danger to, to yourself, please, please seek a, a, um, seek a professional. I'll leave some, some phone numbers and some resources, um, in the, in the description below if you're watching on youtube um i will leave links in my link tree um you know to to the same resources if you're not listening on youtube please please just know yes i am here for you as a friend to the capacity that i can be here for you but i'm not a professional okay none of us are um so just remember that. I love you guys so much. It is totally okay to not be okay. I've been there. You are not alone. You are worthy. You are enough. You are needed on this planet. Always remember that. I love you. Until next time. Peace out, everybody.